재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Good morning and welcome to the bookend on TBS EFM 101.3 in the heart of Seoul, GFN 98.7 in Gwangju and 93.7 in Yeosu. It's Sunday, November 8th, 2015 and I'm your host, Jamie Chang. We'll begin our show as always with news from the world of literature with our Helen Cho. And then we have two special interviews with two authors, Shin Sun-gyu, author of 눈 감으면 보이는 것들, roughly translated as Things You See With Your Eyes Closed, followed by Anton Herr, author of The Confessions of Queen Cinderella. And for today's first chapter, Anton Herr will read an excerpt from his novel. For today's music, we've selected songs related to Cinderella, a story retold over and over again throughout history in various forms, starting with Sweetbox singing Cinderella. Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator. Hi, Helen. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am very good, thank you. Well, before we begin, I would like to congratulate you, Helen. Why, thank you. So tell us what I'm congratulating (laughs) you for. (laughs) Well, the Korea Times has recently announced the winners of the 46th Modern Korean Literature Translation Awards, Mm -hmm. and I'm really honored to have been included as the Commendation Awards winners. Yay! Yeah, I thought I'd just be a modest Korean girl and not say a word about it. Mm -hmm. But But no, we will not let that happen. No, I'm just going to brag about it, shamelessly. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) Yes, Yes. we are. So the Grand Prize um, went to Sophie Bowman for her translation of poems by Jin Eun-young. So Mm -hmm. many congratulations to Sophie. Mm -hmm. She was on the show, I think, a few months ago as a Mm -hmm. special guest. And um, other winners of the Commendation Prize are Jung Sun-lin for her translation of Lee Jang-wook's More Than Half of Haruo or Jolban Isang의 Haruo. Mm-hmm. And then the team Christine Kwon and Park Chol-hwan for their translation of Kim Sun's Left-Handed Woman, Wen Sun-jabi Yo-in. And I won the Commendation <laughs> Prize, of course, for my translation of Lee Sung-woo's The Old Diary or Older Than Ilgi. And I'm sure by now many of our listeners are aware that Lee Sung-woo is one of my all-time favorite authors. So mm-hmm. I'm just really glad that I won mm-hmm. the award with uh, my translation of his works. Mm-hmm. 
So do you get to meet him? I've, I've emailed him, actually. Okay. Uh, just to Cause isn't there a, a reception, dinner, and an award ceremony? I think there should be an award ceremony, but okay. I've not been told of anything yet. So okay. well, we'll see. I think the writer is usually invited to, to the ceremony. So oh, really? Yay, <laughs> with him. Yay. Yes. Yes. Well, if you do get to dine with him, you have to tell us all about it. Yes, and yes. ask him questions about the things. I was really confused when I was translating mm-hmm. his short stories. So. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Oh, can you tell us briefly about the, the judges? The judging panel um, consisted of three professors, Brother Anthony, Tong Ha Yoon and Min Eun So many thanks to the three judges as well. Mm-hmm. So I hear you've been away to take part in a very special event. Can you tell us about it? Yes, I was in Paris just for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, our illustrious <laughs> Helen show, <laughs> flying everywhere. It yes. was a really quick trip. I had to come back really quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Korean National Commission for UNESCO organized an evening of poetry reading by Ko Eun and music performance by Yang Bang An, all to commemorate the 70th anniversary of the restoration of Korea's independence mm-hmm. and the 70 years of UNESCO. And it took place last Sunday on November the 1st at UNESCO headquarters in Paris, all under the theme of Thirsting for Peace. Mm. And I had the honor and privilege to serve as MC and translator for the wonderful occasion. Wow. Yes, it was really um, such an honor. And uh-huh. Mr. Cohen is one of the most important and celebrated poets in the world. He has long been regarded as a living legend, a national treasure in Korea. And for this occasion, he wrote two poems exclusively for UNESCO titled To UNESCO and A Song of Bot. So those who <laughs> came to see the event got to hear it for the, very, the two poems for the very first time. And Mr. Yang Bang An is a world-renowned crossover musician and he's had an immense success since he released his first solo album in 1996. He has recorded and performed with some of the world's most prominent orchestras such as the London Symphony Orchestra. And the final program of the evening was really special because Mr. Yang Bang-on wrote a new piece of music in response to Mr. Cohen's poetry. So the two of them were on the stage together, blending poetry and music. And it was just really magical, actually, to watch. Well, that sounds like a very, very special evening. What sort of orchestration does uh, Mr. Yang Bang-on usually specialize in? Does he use um, traditional instruments? or well, he plays the piano on, mm-hmm. on the um, stage, but his orchestra is actually a fusion of Eastern and Western mm-hmm. instruments. Mm-hmm. So they had, um, the team consisted of musicians from Korea, Japan, and France. This is all across the world. Mm-hmm. So it was just a really special, special harmony, actually, mm-hmm. that was created on the stage. Mm-hmm. We're now well into autumn, which is known as the season for reading in Korea. Which titles do you want to recommend to our listeners today? Well, we have um, plenty to read this autumn. We have three um, titles by Kim Yeon-soo that just came out as new revised editions. Mm-hmm. They are 20 years old, Sumusal, Love and Sonyang, Sarangirani Sonyanga, and If the Waves Were the Work of the Sea, Padogai Parame Irinamyo. Nice titles. Yes, they are. <laughs> I'm sure those interested in Korean literature must have come across his name before. Kim Yeon-soo is one of the leading figures in the contemporary literary scene in Korea these days. Uh, Please give us a brief reminder about who he is. 
Well, like so many of the authors that we discussed on the show before, Kim Yun-soo had an interesting career experience before becoming a writer. He actually had a full-time day job, so he worked during the day and wrote by the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim Yun-soo made his debut in 1993 with a poem in the journal Chakka Sege, or Writer's World. And the next year, he published the novel I Wear a Mask, mm-hmm. and he has had a such um, and a success as a writer. His work, Worlds and Girlfriend, 세계의 끝 여자친구, sold some 40,000 copies in less than three months mm-hmm. of his publication. Wow, that's impressive. So people go out and buy his books. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think it is that keeps drawing readers to his books? How would you describe his literary style or world? I think this statement from um, Kim Yun-soo sums it up really well. He says, I quote, I want to be a novelist who continues to write what he wants to write and in the course of doing so produces increasingly better works. And that is exactly what he has been doing as writer. And he's the kind of novelist who displays strong determination to venture down untrodden paths. Because he cannot bear anything trite, and whether mm-hmm. be it you know the form or content of the story. Mm-hmm. What is the most distinctive characteristic of his writing? Well, he's really um, special in that he does not use the present tense, and mm-hmm. he tells his stories in the first person perspective only. Mm-hmm. How does that work, though? Like not using the present tense, so he doesn't describe any action that's going on in the present. I think yes, everything is told in retrospect. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Does he have a reason for for writing everything in retrospect? Um, well, he believes that the beauty of narratives um, reveals itself only after the entire story of a novel is told, and it's mm-hmm. seldom found when it's being told. Mm-hmm. So, um, so stories of his novels are recounted in retrospect. He describes his novels as love stories, right. and that contains the kind of the beauty of the novel that you expect to find in stories told in retrospect. Um, and that he tries to cover a long period of time as well. Um, so he believes that if you write the novel in retrospect of what happened in the past, then every sentence, without exception, becomes very beautiful. And Do you uh, think that's true, though, of, of most love stories? Like when you look back, it's beautiful, but not so much when it's actually happening? I'm not sure. I guess you kind of lose the sense of what's happening on the whole when you're like in the midst of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, looking back, so. you I don't know. Try to you. I think it tends that? to skew the romantic relationship or the perspective on it, though. Like when you're looking at it in retrospect, and you're like, oh, you know, that part was beautiful. Like I guess it also has to do with like how it ended. And you know? I guess in a way, your memory plays a funny trick because you remember the good things. Mm-hmm. It's, self-protection thing. Mm-hmm. Does Kim Yeonsu's stories tend to do that too? Like, as he, Do his characters tend to remember the sweeter parts of the romantic relationship? Well, even when they remember you know, the bitter and painful parts, for some reason, when you look at the past, it just becomes a bit more bearable, I mm-hmm. think. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, well, when it comes to you know, the narrative modes, he has a very clear idea of what he wants as well. Um, a third-person omniscient narrator may use irony, but he, by nature, does not like irony very much. Mm-hmm. So he says that using a third-person omniscient narrator is like shifting out failures from successes because it is a perspective of history. 
and he doesn't he's not very convinced by it because it's a perspective of violence like those of autobiographies of successful people so he has categorically stated that there's no possibility that he would ever write a novel with a third person <laughs> omniscient narrator mm-hmm. but then we'll see yes yeah. well he has a long illustrious career ahead so Lastly, of these new editions, which one do you particularly look forward to reading? Do you have a favorite? Yes, I want to go back and read 20, Smusai, 20 years mm-hmm. old. Uh, his anthology of stories that he was first published in 2000. Mm-hmm. And this new edition that just come out includes two stories that have not been published in any of his collections before. Mm-hmm. And in the author's preface to the new edition, Kim Yun-su explains, I quote, when 20 first came out in 2000, everyone was full of hopes for the new millennium. As for me, I felt like I'd seen everything. My 20s pretty much came to an end in 2000, and all that I had left from my 20s were the words included in this collection. Mm-hmm. I thought this could possibly be my last book. Well, that sounds very dramatic. Yes. And thankfully, though, that was not his last book, and he kept writing. He's been mm-hmm. quite prolific. Mm-hmm. Is it common for writers to include brand new stories and new editions of their story collections? I think when story collections come out, they always include what authors do try and include some new additions Mm -hmm. to the ones that had been published before. Mm -hmm. Well, lastly, what's the biggest buzz in the domestic publishing industry today? Well, this news is rather unfortunate. A local publisher has been accused of having translated the book wrongly and written by a Nobel Prize winner and Princeton University professor Angus Deaton. Wow. So the sales of the... Scandal. Yes. (laughs) Quite scandalous. Um, The sales of the Korean language edition of The Great Escape, um, which has been translated to Korean under the title Widian Tarchul, have been halted due to changes that are not approved by the author. Well, how did that happen, though? Well, Princeton University Press, the book's original publisher in the U.S., requested the Korean publisher Hangyang BP discontinue sales, citing changes in the Korean edition that do not accurately reflect the original work. Mm-hmm. So they're not very happy with how the book has been translated into Korean. Mm-hmm. And what did the what did Hangyong BP say in response to these accusations? And well, their argument is that um, the changes and modifications made were merely editorial, mm-hmm. and they also claimed that they condensed long and dull passages oh, that no. overlapped <laughs> in the preface and introduction. So uh-huh. yes. I thought, ouch, when I first heard the news. (laughs) Sounds like the editors thought that it was an overall poorly written book. Was it just the preface that they fixed or were there a lot of changes that were made throughout the book? Well, um, they published the Korean edition with changes and omissions from the English text. And they Mm -hmm. also added an introduction to the work by a Korean economist that positioned the book as a counterpoint to Thomas Piketty's capital in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And according to the um, U.S. publisher, Princeton University Press, this is not what the author had in mind. So they published it this way without the author's approval. Yes, because they the Korean publisher then described the reference Uh to Piketty's book as a marketing strategy. They just wanted to sell the book, Uh and you know their argument is that um, if the preface is too long and turns Mm -hmm. readers away, the key points of the book get overlooked. So they had to make changes to convenience the readers. Mm -hmm. I guess the fact that the author is a Nobel Prize winner does not really persuade 
persuade the readers to read his book. Yeah, well, well, then in the end, though, they, I mean, it looks like they've reached an agreement. Um, Princeton University Press has confirmed recently the Hangyang BP has agreed to remove the edition from sale and to release the new translation to be mm-hmm. independently reviewed. So there will be a brand new translation mm-hmm. of that book into Korean. Without any changes or omissions <laughs> or modifications or okay. new introduction. Okay, and the long, dull preface will be translated as a long, dull preface. Yes. I wonder if it was actually long and long and dull or if they just said that to come up with an excuse. Maybe this whole thing is a marketing strategy because oh, it's got people scandal. interested. Yes, 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 exactly. People will be buying both editions. They'll find a way yes. to buy both editions and um, compare them. But does this happen a lot in um, English to Korean translations? Do you know? Well, I guess it's, I mean, difficult or, you know, if not impossible to reflect 100%, we know what you have in the original when it's translated um, into a language that's so removed from Mm -hmm. the original language. That's very true. Like, Mm -hmm. how would he have known if someone hadn't told him, right? Mm -hmm. That's about all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Helen, for coming in, and we'll see you again next week. Okay, well, I'll see you the same time next week. Bye-bye. Coming up next is today's roundtable. But first, let's listen to Linda Ronstadt singing A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, a song from the 1950 Disney film Cinderella. Fast asleep. 